Almost. Almost? What are you saying, Jan? Wasn't it Papa's greatest dream to have a son who wouldn't have to go down into the mines? I mean, a son who would wear a suit and a white shirt and a tie and people would call him Professor? Listen, if they were here now, they'd be bursting with pride. Not quite. To make it all sweet and complete, you'd have to be married with sons to carry on the name. Incidentally, Tom, why don't you get married? I will when I find the right girl. How can you ever find her if you don't look? Oh, will you look at that? Poor Larry Verby. You see him pacing the sidelines? Larry Verby? Oh, my... That is Larry Verby? Forget it, Larry. The referee never changes the decision. You know, I could have married him. He asked me for dates, you know. Well, wide receivers will do anything to get on the good side of the quarterback. Oh, I'm glad I turned him down. Look how fat he is. It's unbelievable. Yes, it was unbelievable. In less than ten years, lean, lithe Larry Verby had somehow been transformed into this obese and jowly tub of fat. Leapin' Larry, he was called, back in those days when I would throw the long, deep passes into the end zone. And he would... Down for the certain six. Svetic to Verby, Svetic to Verby. The writers said our fame would endure forever. Poor Larry, he looks just awful. Well, he has to try for a field goal, and he doesn't have a decent kicker. Watch this fellow Marlowe. Oh, he missed. Too wide and too short. You make it sound just too tragic. Well, it is tragic for Larry. I mean, how can he win without a kicker? And how long can he coach the New York Knights if he isn't a winner? What a problem. Here, we play students and no one gets paid. Not even me, the coach. Yes, here, we build character. Unless, of course, we should have a winning season. Will that ever happen? I don't see how. All right, who has exams tomorrow? Miller? Yeah, I know about you. Calculus. And uh, Rogowski, you got physics. Uh, Dornbush, you have electricity. So let's all quit now so that everybody can study. Well, hello there, Doc. Larry. Larry Verby. In the flesh. And quite a bit of it, too. <laughs> That's what comes of ten years living high off the hog. Let me look at your old buddy. You could still get out on the field and run my New York Knights offense. Yeah, you don't need a quarterback. <laughs> you just ain't whistling Dixie. I need a field goal kicker. Draft one. From where? Trade for one. Everybody wants my strong right arm and two quarts of my rich red blood. And I look at you out here in the boonies at this jerkwater college nobody's ever heard of, and where it's always bread and rice time. What? What's this now? <laughs> He's the one who said, and when that one great scorer comes to write against your name, he marks not that you won and lost, but how you play the game. Now, isn't that the way it should be? Sure. But you better win more than you lose, otherwise the knives come out. And you don't know how I am bleeding to death. Larry, to what do I owe the honor of this visit? What are you after? You. Me? <laughs> what for? I got a job for you. I have a job now. A temporary job. As one of my coaches. No, I'm not interested in that kind of coaching. You wouldn't have to do any. That's, uh, just to put you on the payroll. Now, what would I have to do? It's 
hard to explain. Well, then forget it. It's worth 25,000 bucks. Okay, 30,000. For just a couple of weeks' work. What kind of work? First, you have to meet somebody. Who? She's at the motel. Ah, she's at the motel. Oh, Larry. No, 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 Doc. It's not what you think. No? Would I try to pull something like that on a straight arrow like you? A milk drinker? No, no, no. I just... I wanted to state the proposition. The proposition? Hey, it doesn't get any better, Larry. I need a field goal kicker. He'd put me back in business. I could start to win ball games. I'd save my job, my career. But what is there that I can do for you? You can get me a field goal kicker. Me? Where? How? She's going to explain. She? The one in the uh, motel. Doc, listen. All I'm asking you to do is save my life. It sounded like a typical Larry Verby intrigue. And I'd had my fill of those back in college. But there was a tone of genuine concern in his voice. And a look of desperation in his eyes. What could I do? Besides, I was curious. She was seated with him at a table in the motel dining room. She appeared to be somewhere in her middle twenties. She had long black hair and flashing black eyes. Right there, I said to myself, this is the girl I've been waiting for all my life. And if she won't have me, I just may go out and kill myself. Doc, oh, glad you could come. Helena, this is Professor Tom Svetik. But we all call him Doc. How do you do? Doc, this is Miss Helena Risco. How do you do? Won't you sit down? No, thank you. <laughs> Larry has said so much about you. Oh? Has he? Of your exploits on the field of football. <laughs> That's all long ago and far away. Uh, but you are also now the professor. Yes. Uh, yes. And uh, you shall be going to my country. That is, it is my country no longer, but where I was born, Bulgaria, to attend the Convention of World Scholars of Slavonic Languages. Yes. Of course, while there, you shall be in the capital city, Sofia. I believe so, yes. Uh, perhaps you might ask permission to visit the countryside and travel to a small village high in the mountains near Macedonia. Why would I want to go there? Because it is my village. Well, then that's different. And they will allow you to go there because, after all, you are a professor and a scholar and you wish to record the dialect of the hills. Yes, yes, that sounds uh, interesting. I had no idea what I was saying, even less of what she was saying. I kept looking at her. I wanted to tell her that even though I was a college professor, I also believed in love at first sight. And what were her opinions on the subject? But I became aware of a recurring phrase, field goal kicker. I wondered, what did this have to do with anything? Yes, he can be the field goal kicker, I think. The field goal kicker? Who? Who? Who have we been talking about the last half hour? Stop. Saba, the guy in our old village. 
He plays football. I mean, no, 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 not hard football. Dare football. It's like, like soccer. But he has been known to kick the ball 70, 80 yards in the air. Oh, yes, this is true. Yeah, and the idea is for you to go in there and get him. Me? Doc, old buddy, he's worth 30 grand to you on the hoof. But why do I have to? Well, naturally, the police, they will not let him leave. Oh, then you don't need me. You need a special team. Oh, no, no. He could get out. There are ways through the mountains. But he does not know why he should leave. It seems to me you could just write him a letter and tell him. Oh, no, no. You see, the police read all the mail. And then they would watch him, perhaps even arrest you him. You see, Doc, someone has got to convince him that fame and fortune are awaiting him here. In the good old USA, Doc, sell him on that idea. Then, sign him to a contract. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. You want me to undertake this cloak and danger operation? Well, you're going there anyhow for the convention, aren't you? Oh, it would be very important for Savat to come to America. I can see why it might be important from Larry's standpoint. Oh, it is even more important for me. For you, Miss Risco. Please. Helena. Helena. Sava. Sava and I, we were brought up together in the village, which is called Rodopre. Oh, you were brought up together? Yes, from birth. We were born on the same day. That means he's... he's your brother. Oh, I can see why you want him to come here to... to freedom. Everybody wants a sky, Sava. Well, then I'll certainly try to do what I can. Oh, Doc, what man ever had a greater pal than you? You mean, you'll do it? Um, I'll do it. I think it's only right to tell you, it will be dangerous. Dangerous? If they suspect why you have come, it will mean prison. Once again, I wasn't listening. I was looking at her. Especially at those bright black eyes. Yes, they were filled with such promise, such delight. Did it matter what she was saying? I was looking into those eyes. I was lost in those eyes. Which is the most wonderful and dangerous place to be lost? Wasn't it Mr. Thomas Moore who said... The light that lies in woman's eyes has been my heart's undoing. If, at this point, Doc appears to be a man who is ready to become undone, the second act should present him with ample opportunity shortly. Love is the oldest story in the world and the newest. Everyone who falls in love for the first time thinks he or she is telling the story for the first time. And in a way, one would suppose this is true. However, this began as a story about, of all things, football. Then, suddenly it became a love story with a hint of foreign intrigue. Where do we go from here? Still a month away, but I saw Helena every night. We'd sit and talk. She'd tell me about her village. 
that I was never happier. Of course, my sister Jan noticed it. Before I knew, she'd gotten the whole story out of me. You are crazy. I'm in love. Because of this, this thing you're being set up for. Being set up? What does that mean? Larry Verby somehow finds out about this character deep inside the Iron Curtain who can kick a ball a country mile. Now, he needs some fall guy to stick his neck out. Now, Jan. So he gets this stunning Matahari. That isn't fair. He gets her to ask you. This guy is her brother. Is that what she told you? Well, yes. What do you mean, well, yes? Well, she said it was important for her that uh, Sava, that's his name, uh, gets out of there and comes to this country. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They were raised together. They were born on the same day. And that would make them twins. Is that what she said? Well, yes. Once again, what does, well, yes mean? It means yes, obviously. So she did say definitely, Sava is my twin brother. Well, did she? What is this, the Inquisition? Now, let's get some perspective, shall we? Is there a risk here? Well... Of course there is. Has it ever occurred to you that sometimes a man would like to have an adventure? Sure, but ask yourself why you're doing this. You are putting your freedom, maybe your life, on the line. For what? An atomic scientist, an artistic genius, somebody who will save the human race? No, just a guy who can kick a football. Now, Tom, I ask you, why? I'm doing it for her. I have no further questions. Well, you don't like her, that's all. I never said that. Oh, of course not. All you keep saying is that she's playing me for a sucker. For more than ten years now you've been sniping at me. Why don't you get married? Why don't you look for a girl? <laughs> I found one. Now, what's your problem? I don't have a problem. The question is, do you? I happen to be in love with Helena. Is Helena in love with you? I don't know. Well, why don't you ask her? Ask her? <laughs> How else can you find out? You haven't even asked her. Now, look here. Okay, okay, okay. You're absolutely right. It's none of my business. No, that's not what I meant to say. Well, what did you mean to say? What did I mean to say? In response to the question, why don't you ask her? Why hadn't I asked her? I suppose I was afraid I wouldn't get the answer I wanted. In all the time we'd spent together, we never spoke about love. We talked about almost everything else, but never about love. Tonight, I was determined it would be different. You have studied the literature in that country? Yes. There's a novel by Ivan Vasov. It's called uh, Pod Igoto, uh, Under the Yoke. Oh, yes. I read it years ago in school. <laughs> I find the title most illuminating. Actually, it describes me. Oh. I'm also under a yoke. Oh, I don't believe that. Yes. I am no longer free. Why not? Because I'm in love. Oh? Do you know with whom I'm in love? Yes. Do you care to say anything? Doc, I cannot say anything. Why not? Because I am not free to speak. I don't understand. It's really very simple. I, um... I belong to someone else. You're in love with someone else? No, I did not say that. I said I belong to someone else. 
To whom? I belong to Sava. Sava? And he's your brother. Isn't he? No. You said... No, I did not. You said you were born on the same day, raised together, that... That means he's your brother, and you said... No, I said nothing. But that's a technicality. Your silence led me to believe he was your brother. Yes, I know. And by letting me believe that, you were actually telling me a lie. Yes. But why? Because I wanted for you to bring him to this country. And I felt it was not the right moment to tell you that he was... He is my fiancé. Your fiancé? Yes. I could see in your eyes that you had fallen in love with me. For that reason, you would risk your life for me. So... Yes? I lied to you. Do you love him? It does not matter. But it does. We were born on the same day. Our fathers were friends. They arranged for the marriage on the day of our birth. Oh, but that's old country nonsense. Sava has the right to hold me to the bargain our fathers had made. Helena. And now, knowing this, of course, you will not go. Uh, I didn't say that. I am sorry. But now, I can sleep again at night. I, I no longer have the lie on my conscience. Suppose he never comes to this country, and there was no chance for you to marry him. Then I could follow the wishes of my own heart. Would you marry me? We, we must not talk about it. Please. Look, I, I don't have to go. I don't have to get him out. He would have to remain there. No, I know, but... but... But that wouldn't be right. No, that would not be right. going to put your life on the line so you can bring back another guy for the girl you love to marry? Yes, yes. I guess that's what it amounts to. <gasps> Have you taken leave of your senses? I suppose that's what happens to you when you fall in love. Oh, yes, dear brother. But within limits. I don't know very much about love. Oh, I'll say. I didn't fall in love until fairly late in the game, but it seems to me that love means you want to make someone happy. Wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. It's more important to make the other person happy than it is to make yourself happy. Well, well, it's an extreme way to look at it. Yes, but that is what love is all about. And so, I'm going to get him out of there. It sounded so noble, so self-sacrificing. But was there something behind it? Something deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of? or that I was afraid to be aware of. I had asked Elena, what if there was no chance for you to marry him? And she had answered, then I could follow the wishes of my heart. So why was I going? To make sure somehow that there would be no chance? What had happened to me? I never used to be so... so devious. Is this what love has done to me? And then it was time to leave for the convention. Larry called. Listen, old buddy. The dough is already deposited in your name. Did you know that she was engaged to marry this guy, Sava? 
Why didn't you tell me? Uh, I, uh, uh, didn't think, you know, that it was relevant. Uh-huh. And therefore, by the time I found out, he'd already be here in the Please, USA. Doc, you gotta do this for me. You gotta bring me my million-dollar leg. I went to Sofia, an ancient and historic city in the mountains of Bulgaria. That need not concern us here. And at the convention, I read an original paper on the Thracian Illyrian roots of the ancient Slavic languages, which was well received, but that need not concern us either. And then, instead of going home, I went to see the police official in charge of giving foreigners the right to travel through the country. Her name was Colonel Rakhova. She was tall and thin, and she might have been good-looking except for her eyes. They were blue. The blue of Arctic ice. She spoke perfect English in a chill voice that matched her eyes and could freeze you to the marrow of your bones. You wish to remain several additional weeks in this country? Yes, Colonel Rakova. For what purpose? I'm tracing the original Wendish roots of antiquity. I believe they may be found in and around the Rodopre district. Yes. Well, that's it. <laughs> Nothing more? No, it's really that simple. Nothing, Professor Svetik, is ever simple. How do I know that you are speaking the truth? What other reason would I have to go to the mountains of Rodopre? I ask a question, you reply with another question. That is not an answer. I have the credentials. I'm a professor of literature and languages. That is all? Now, with me. I did not say that I do not believe you. Oh. Well, then you do believe me. I did not say that either. I neither believe nor disbelieve. We shall see what happens. Now, you must fill out this form and uh, this one and, uh, oh yes, these three. And the blue and the red. It was six full days before I saw the last of them. Or so I thought. In form number 3472-90, section K, line 6. Hobbies, as a child of eight, you did not answer. I don't recall. There must be a reply to each question. There can be no blank spaces. This is the law. Yes, yes, uh, of course. I... I played chess. Then why did you not say so at once? <laughs> For a while, it looked as if she'd throw me out of the country or throw me into prison. But finally, it seemed that everything, somehow, was in place. You are free to go. Free? Yes, free. Why do you look so surprised? Is this not a free country? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, of course. You will take the train that leaves at all 800 hours tomorrow morning. You will remain on it until you arrive at the railway station in Rodopre. Each morning, you will report to the chief of police. The chief of police? For your own safety, naturally. Naturally. And we hope you find many Thracian Illyrian roots. Thank you, Colonel. It was a long trip on a train that had seen much better days. But everything finally comes to an end. Finally, we arrived. I went to an inn, the only one in town. 
The chubby girl behind the desk gave me a gap-toothed smile. You come from America? Yes. I have cousin in Pittsburgh. His name Grigor Benko. You know him? No, I don't think so. He has big mustache. Everybody know Grigor. Where is everybody? The place is uh, deserted. Oh, it's big football game. Football? Yes. I stay here because how you say in America, to mind the store. Yes. What means to mind the store? To place bomb? No? But why? Where is the football game? In field on end of street. And today, you know who is playing? Saba. Saba. Finally. I was to see Saba. Meet him. In person. Saba, my rival for the love of Helena. Saba, my nemesis. Or would he be? What were my options? What kind of talk is this? Options. Didn't they come here to get Sava to come to the United States? Sava of the Million Dollar Lake? Love, as they say, plays many tricks. And we shall soon discover that the hand is quicker than the eye. Or should we say the foot? to the philosopher. I was my own master. But now I have my own mistress. Well, that's the true story of love and life, isn't it? A constant series of what are known as trade-offs. You give to get. And the ideal state of affairs is to have the ratio stand at 50-50. But unfortunately, the ideal situation can only be found in heaven. We are in a tiny village in the Balkans watching a game of football. Or, more properly, soccer. You couldn't miss him. He dominated the field. First, his size. He was well over six feet tall and built like an ancient Greek god. And second, his talent. He was absolutely magnificent. He played football in the full sense of the word. His foot was like a magic wand. It would tap the ball lightly, or it would suddenly strike it with the force of a howitzer, and the ball would fly almost the length of the field, and the crowd ate him up. I went back to my room at the hotel. I looked in the mirror. Next to him, I was Mr. Nondescript. <laughs> Nobody. I went downstairs for dinner. Ah! American gentleman. I am Sava. Yes, I saw you on the field. You were very good. I was magnificent. <laughs> That's true. Welcome to my house. Your house? Yes. Sava has always been innkeeper here since the first King Boris. That's a long time. Oh, you know our history? Yes. Hmm. I know a lady who lives in America. It might be that you know her. Her name is Helena Risco? Yes, yes, as a matter of fact, I do. You, you know Helena. Ionka, come here. He, the American gentleman, he knows Helena. Oh? Bring wine, Ionka, bring wine. So, how is Helena? Very well. She, uh, she is my fiancé, you know. Yes, uh, I know. We were born on the same day, the same hour. 
her father, my father, they said, these children will grow up, marry. But she's gone to America. Why did she go to America? Uh, you know, Helena, one day she says something, a joke. <laughs> but the police, they do not like, and so it was thought perhaps it would be better for Helena should go to uh, America. <laughs> now you, why are you here? To uh, investigate the language. The language? I teach languages in school uh, in America. Ah, good. I want to travel through the mountains, talk to the people in the remote areas. I'll need a guide. There's someone who knows the country. You have found guide. Me, who knows mountains better than Sava. Come, we drink wine, we be good friends. And we were good friends. You couldn't help liking him. He was brash and opinionated, but he had a pleasant quality about him. I didn't really tell him about the real purpose of my visit. Why was I stalling? I told myself I had to build up to it gradually. And I was doing that, really. How much money do you make playing football, Saba? Money? No, there is no money. It's fun. Well, in America, you'd make... Some stars make a million dollars. A million dollars? Oh, you could make a million dollars. Me? How? Playing football in America. Oh, but that is American football. Well, all you would have to do is just kick it. Hmm. Yes. That is correct. You've seen American football on the television? Yes. Well, there is a man on each team who does nothing but kick. I have seen. You could do that. Oh, yes. Better than some of them who do it now. Oh, better than them all. <laughs> I would certainly agree. And just for that, there is a million dollars? Some of them make it every year. Hmm. A million dollars. There was no mistaking the look in his eyes and the tone in his voice. He was interested. Extremely interested. One day we were coming home from a remote village. Doc, is it true about the million dollars? Is it uh, possible? You think maybe I could play football in America? Sava, that is why I am here. Doc? Yes. I have a contract. From the New York Knights. The New York Knights? The New York Knights. They want you to play for them. Me? But how do they know of me? Helena told them. Helena? How can we get out of the country? It's dangerous. Oh, yes, but Sava loves the danger. I know a trail through the mountains that shall take us into Greece. Good. All that you have to do now is sign the contract. The contract? Yes, the contract makes you the property of the New York Knights. Sava is his own man. Sava is nobody's property. Not even for a million dollars? For a million dollars? Why not? Dr. Svete, how has the research been coming? Oh, splendidly. As a fact, I have also done some uh, research. I have discovered that you, Professor, were a famous football player. <laughs> That was in my youth. Can it be that you have not come here to study the roots of our language? For what other purpose would I have? 
Is it possible Kill to seek a football player? Oh, oh, different game. You require people who can kick. And many Europeans go to America for that very purpose. Yes, I dare say. It was a thought that had occurred to me that uh, perhaps you were here to persuade some of our players to defect to the United States. Colonel, I assure you that such a thought had never crossed my mind. How fortunate for you. Such an ill-conceived, harebrained scheme could only have the most serious, tragic, even fatal consequences. Fatal. Just then, a spark seemed to ignite in my mind. I could get rid of Sava. I had the papers in my pocket that could send him to prison for the rest of his life. If not the best part of his life. I could say to her, Colonel, this man solicited my assistance in getting to America. But I cannot take part in such a deception. And so we could make a deal. And I could be rid of him. But was it right? Was it fair? Fair? Isn't all fair in love and war? Colonel? Yes, Professor. Um... Perhaps. What is it you wish to tell me? I wish to tell you that I'm so grateful for your permission to conduct this research. Oh, then you have discovered many things about our language. Yes, and also many things about myself. Doc! Doc! No. What? what? Are you awake, Doc? Uh, it's only two in the morning. We must leave now. Now? The police, they suspect. How do you know that colonel? She's here. But I thought I threw her off the scent. No, no, no. These dogs, they hunt too well. Soon they find the scent again. We must go now. While she sleeps. And she will sleep. What do you say? The wine. You drugged the wine? Just a pleasant powder to make sure. She dreams for a time. Come, we must go. It is not much further. Only 50 miles. Only 50 miles? And we shall be safe. What's that? The police. I thought they filled these woods. But we shall be too clever for them. Come. It will soon be light. We must hide. I know a cave. See how these bushes hide the entrance. Get in quickly. And now we shall light a candle. Eat. Rest. And you must tell me about America. Well, wait, wait, wait. What is it, Mister? Somebody approaches. What happens if we're caught? We must not think of that. Should we put up a fight? Yes, we may as well die here. Be ready. If there are only one or two, we shall have a chance. Use that heavy stick. No! Oh, no, 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 no! Quiet, Ilonka, Ilonka. Why have you come here? Oh, Saba. Saba, you're leaving me. No, no, my darling Ilonka. I would have gone, and then I would have found a way to bring you to me. No, no, that is not true. I swear it. If you go to America, you will be forced to marry her. Helena. I uh, 
did not think. In my foolish desire to go to America, I did not think. No, Ilyonka, I cannot leave you. I love you. What are you saying? I will go back. You go back? Home. But that contract, you must tear it up. Burn it up. There will be no evidence. But you're turning down a million dollars. What is money without Ilonka? I know, I sound like a fool. But Helena will insist that I live up to the agreement made by our fathers. Oh? Is that what you think? Yes. She was always madly in love with me. How could she help it? How could any of them help it? But I only love Ilonka. You don't love Helena? Helena. She never stops talking. How can any man love her? I don't know. I think she could find one. I wish she would. And then I could be released from the father's agreement. I could marry Ilonka and play American football and make one million dollars. Oh, I pray that she finds a man. Sava, old buddy, your prayers have been answered. She's already found one. You mean she will break the agreement? Consider it broken. Now. Let's get out of here as fast as we can. And they did, finally. They made it into Macedonia and then to Athens. And then eject to New York. I am happy to report that Sava married Ilonka. And Doc married Helena. And everybody is happy, including the millions of New York night fans who watch Sava boot those booming field goals every Sunday. I shall return shortly. There are those who bewail the fact that the hitters of home runs and the swatters of tennis balls and the kickers of field goals are, for the most part, better known and higher paid than, say, the splitters of atoms. Unfortunately, this has always been true, and perhaps it does bespeak an imbalance somewhere in our sense of values. However, while it's true that the ball players don't do as much good for society as the scientists, it's also undeniably true that they don't do as much harm to it either. Our cast included Tony Roberts, Carol Titel, Bernard Grant, and Evie Juster. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Lieutenant Richman. Yes, sir. I am, uh... Dr. Andrew Sarris, I happen to be Mrs. Marlowe's psychiatrist. Oh, yes. Uh, do I understand correctly that you people are investigating the disappearance of Woodrow Marlowe? Isn't it a waste of time, money, and manpower to try to find a man who is already dead? Uh, yes, sir, it is. Then why are you doing it? Doctor, why should Mrs. Marlowe suddenly believe he's alive? Well, that is a... Very complex psychological problem. Well, it won't do any harm to go over the ground again. It simply seems like an exercise in futility. Doctor, do you have any reason for not wanting to have this murder case reopened? I know. What reason could I possibly have? This is Tammy Grimes inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant... Jeez.